0: Hi everyone, Uh, this week I had the absolute pleasure of speaking with Shwana P, who is a nurse in America who's currently working very hard to make sure everyone stays healthy during the coronavirus pandemic. Um, We had a great conversation about Uh, The misinformation that's out there right now about the virus and the potential impact that it's going to have on the community and uh, just some great tips on how to stay safe. So uh, it was a great talk. um, And uh, yeah, please listen. Thanks. So... I first really wanted to just say thank you so much for your hard work being a nurse um, every day, um, but especially at these times when, you know, um, we're fighting this COVID-19 virus and you're you know, working so hard on the front lines and it's just really amazing, uh, essential service. So thank you so much for doing what you do.
1: Thank you very much for having me. It's, um, it's odd, but especially the way things are going. But I have to say it's been, it's been pretty well camped here.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. Um. How Have you been having, like, I've been reading and seeing in the news about all the shortages of you know, supplies and, you know, how is it where you are? Just has it, do you have everything you need to do your job? Like what's been your experience so far? Well,
1: there's definitely a shortage of supplies. Mm-hmm.
0: That goes without saying, especially
1: masks here. Oh. Um, we've had where I work. I don't know exactly how seriously they were, where they were taking everything super seriously. So somebody with a rhinovirus, everything is just really serious. So I found they depleted most of our safety equipment really early on. Oh no. Mm -hmm. For things that (laughs) weren't that severe, And so now everyone is scrambling.
0: Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Wow. And it it was mostly because we really didn't have test kits. So figuring out who had what was almost impossible. Mm Mm-hmm. So you you just treat in those circumstances, you just treat everybody like they have it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: to protect yourself. Mm Mm-hmm but in doing so it really puts a stress on the safety equipment that we had
0: absolutely wow it's there's a lot of um yeah it i think the information of how things have been sort of coming out has been very confusing and uh you know, um, there's a lot of information out there, like a lot of information on the virus. And then um, I guess in your professional opinion, you know, what are some of the things that you want people to know as a professional about, you know, the virus uh, and maybe some of like the biggest misconceptions that you're hearing um, when you're treating people and the patients? So,
1: the first thing is, the
0: first thing is,
1: there's absolutely no evidence that this was man made. Mm-hmm. This is the coronavirus. And people have, it, the coronavirus has always existed. The problem with this particular strain is it is highly contagious, it's just easily passed, just like the flu. And we have no vaccine for it, as is with most viruses.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So coronavirus is just like SARS. It's just like MERS. Um, but the the COVID-19 um, is the mutation of the SARS virus. So it's not something that... They are putting out in the public to harass people. This is just something that happens. It, it, occasionally, we have plagues. Occasionally, we have diseases that comes mm-hmm. through the world. However, mm-hmm. this is just the first time that we've had to deal with one like this. Mm-hmm. So there's it's not that it's new. It's just it's new to us Mm mm-hmm absolutely um so So, the also the thing about this is it is a droplet it's a it's it's droplets that's the problem so anytime we speak we spew droplets anytime we cough we spew droplets so and the thing is those droplets can float in the air for feet, which is why we have the social distancing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There are reasons that we're doing everything that we are doing because of the contagion of this, of this particular virus. So even when you breathe out, you're just breathing produces droplets. The problem with everybody walking around with a mask on is if you, what those masks do is if you're sick, I can put a mask on you, and I can keep those droplets in. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to keep drop keep them in with the mask. The problem is people are wearing them; it doesn't keep anything out. Mm. Mm-hmm. So what you're basically doing is walking around with a mask. People are talking to you, and and the droplets are going into the mask, but they have no way to get out.
0: Oh no. Mhm.
1: So now you've caused yourself a whole <laughs> new problem. Oh
0: no. Yeah. 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 I. I, I think the this all this information it's really great that you've said that because um, you know talking about supply and people have been you know hoarding these masks um and sort of you know preventing them being in healthcare facilities where they're most needed um which is unfortunate uh you know some of the biggest misconceptions around what's going on with the virus um it's not helpful um especially uh, I wanted to talk as well about some of the racism around uh, the virus and, you know, sort of how it's impacting, you know, um, Chinese people, but also people of color, um, particularly, you know, um, we're both women of color and just, you know, um, in the black community, just um, in your experience, what you've been seeing as well, and just your opinion, what you think is happening with uh you know, just when people are afraid and sick and just what's happening? So the problem for m- not only
1: the Black community, but just minority communities in general mm-hmm. is they're so closely knit. It's the apartments are so close together. The air ventilation systems are all together everything is just rigged in together so there's really no social distancing because how can you when you're living kind of on top of each other now the only, also think about the ones who have like communal bathrooms in, mm-hmm. in these apartments where there's only one bathroom for four or five apartments Mm-hmm. So, and then you have the homeless problem. If well, if you have people who are homeless that are out on the street, then who's watching them?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then you have then you have the economical issues because mm-hmm. now that they're laying people off, well, where's your health care coming from? Absolutely, yeah. What are you going to do about? Um, even if you have no lights, gas, or water, how clean are you going to be able to get your hands?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're not eating well, how susceptible is your immune system against this virus? I mean, you you don't even have enough nourishment to build against a virus. So it's going to it's really going to be a hard blow. For lower eco- for people who have lower lower economical means, mm-hmm. and they're not taking any of that into consideration.
0: Absolutely not. I'm just uh, I have to laugh because I'm looking at my notes here, and it literally just says President Trump, <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to make sure that we take uh, some time to talk about this because um, you know there's. Um, you know, it, it's just been very interesting watching um, his addresses um, these past weeks and, you know, I, the damage that's being done. And, um, you know, I've been reading a lot about it, but it really boils down to like what you were saying just about uh, there's the economy piece to that and just, you know, some the advice that they're giving Um are to people that have means, I think it's sort of, you know, um, they don't have the thought process around just like you were saying, what happens when you have to share, you know, a bathroom with other families, you know, they're not really thinking that process through, and they should be making a plan in p- place for all Americans, not, you know, just the people that have means. And so, you know, he's just, you know, the lies, the lying in a crisis is just, it's not good thing i mean you know usually when he lies i mean the stakes aren't as high but right now it's you know human life is you know very the highest stake so um it's been very very unfortunate to watch this unfold
1: and the problem the another uh, another problem with with the way they're handling this is they're not taking into consideration the fact that most African-Americans in general do not trust the medical system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have had a history of using and mistreating the Black community as a whole. And so there's just a general distrust in the medical establishment that's go- that's really hard to break through. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at people who had forced sterilizations and the Tuskegee mm-hmm. experiments, you know this this is not something that is easy to get past in order to make sound healthcare advice. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we just can't. It's even myself. I am a nurse. And I am in the industry and I still fact check when information comes across my desk.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Because just in general, we have a distrust of the medical establishment. When you have people, when the majority of the medical establishment does not look like you and does not mm-hmm. take your concerns seriously mm-hmm. and you, we are disproportionately underserved in our communities to begin with Mm -hmm. so when you take all of that into consideration the black community will probably be hit really hard because they will wait until we will wait until the last minute before we decide okay I can't fix it at home
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely it's well you know it's It's unfortunate, but it is, you know, based in fact, like you were saying, this mistrust. I mean, we, the community has a reason to, you know, have this mistrust for a reason. But, you know, it's unfortunate that it's happening.
1: And you also have to consider that our demographic has the highest percentage of chronic diseases, high blood pressure, diabetes. Mm-hmm. Which are factors that exacerbates this disease process, and most mm-hmm. likely ends in death with with the chronic disease factor. So you take all of that into consideration, and then also consider the fact that most of the most Minorities are the ones that are still at work in the food industries and the service industries. That's more than likely us. Yeah. So then we're exposed to the public Mm -hmm. on a daily basis.
0: Yeah. So i'm just wondering like what um from your perspective as a nurse just what were you would you like to have seen to have seen happen like to see happen to self, sort of help you know stop this the uh covid from spreading the virus spreading people are going to have to start taking this seriously
1: i know it mm-hmm. We are not used to doing things that we don't want to do. But in this case, we are going to have to do things that we don't want to do. We are going to have to stay home. We are going to have to have some some judgment when we are going places. Do I need toilet paper or do I want it? Do I need this or is this something that I want? Mm-hmm. Because every time you put yourself out there in public like that, you are making yourself susceptible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you, I Absolutely. think America's biggest problem is differentiating needs and wants.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Uh interestingly, here in Canada, I think there's the same issue with, you know, having this, you know, desire for freedom. I mean, it's something that everyone obviously values. Uh, but I think recently um, our uh, prime minister was just asking everybody to stay at home, you know, to, you know, st- like stop the curve. And, you know, um, and then it's sort of trending on Twitter that he was like a dictator or something. It was like Trudeau dictatorship. And I was like, this is literally the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It's just, you know, he's giving sound advice, you know, what we need to do to stop the spread of the virus. And, you know, people just don't like being told, you know, what to do.
1: And that is the part that's getting that makes it dicey because mm. I just seen I just seen a video today of somebody who said that he was um positive for the coronavirus walking around Walmart and saying, If I got it, then you're gonna get it too. See those oh that God. kind of thought process is something that happens daily. And mm-hmm. while people are focusing on this is the first time that i have ever told anybody this time you have to focus on the minutiae. Mm-hmm. is it it's not so much that the cashier uses hand sanitizer between each each customer it's more important that each customer uses hand sanitizer when they leave the store and head to their car Mm -hmm. because guess who touches that steering wheel every day? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You leave the store and you bring it to your car. Who else is driving your car? Mm -hmm. So then you've exposed them to it. Mm -hmm. So this is one time it's okay to focus on the minutiae. The little stuff. Every Mm -hmm. time you touch one of those card pads. How many people have touched that card pad before you? Mm -hmm. When you touch the buttons in the elevator, open the door in a public space. All of those things are stuff that everybody touches all the time. And you don't know who's sick with what. So. Although hand sanitizer is great, I suggest you keep it with you and you use it when you're out in public, but nothing takes the place of soap and water.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And it's been great seeing all the proper hand washing techniques and just getting everyone to practice those as well, because it's really important. Um, That's the part that amazes uh, me. Yeah.
1: I I just did not <laughs> know it was that many people in the world who had no idea how to wash their hands.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, they're, I can't remember, I think they were just showing how people just very quickly wash their hands. You know, uh, it's as a, a, a germaphobe, before this all started, I mean going into like a public restroom was probably a, a nightmare just having seen people just you know get their hands all wet under the tap just makes you shudder because you know you're gonna have to touch the door on the way out um but I think it's really important that everyone's sort of thinking about those little things like you said about everything that you touch from you know going to pay for something to your car to touching a handle it um to really help you know Make sure they stop the spread, so I guess my last question was really just um, where you think uh things are going just um if you th- just how do you see this sort of unfolding just um in America, just worldwide, how the pandemic is uh, hopefully gonna you know end hopefully. Uh, just getting your thoughts on that.
1: Well, my hope is that we lose our arrogance because that's going to be one of the hardest hurl- hurdles to overcome. Is actually losing the arrogance that oh we have enough money to fight this because this is not this is not about just money right now. Anybody can get it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter how much money you have. So we have to lose this sense of arrogance that has been bred into us for so long, the greatest country in the world. But the greatest country in the world is susceptible and we're handling it poorly right now.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So until everybody gets on the same page, realize this is not going to be a short-term fix. We're in the beginning. We This is just the start. This may be a month-long thing where you're going to have to stay at home. And we're just going to have to get to a point where we're going to accept it. And, and then after this is over, put back the things, put the things back in place that we had in order to fight something like this. Because we Mm -hmm. had a whole team that just did this. Mm -hmm. And they disbanded it. Mm -hmm. And this is not going to be the only one. Because even as the ice caps melt, We're going to see diseases that we thought was, you know, kind of over. Any kind of change Mm -hmm. is going to produce things that we're not used to
0: seeing. Absolutely. I think, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, having things back to normal by Easter is just um,
1: ridiculous,
0: not realistic. (laughs) yeah <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous and so yeah i just think um you know not having seeing the value in planning for this you know disbanding the uh the group that you know deals with these kind of pandemic issues is just i mean obviously he doesn't have any foresight but i i think it's you know and also um hoping as well that you know the lesson is learned here about you know not just planning like you were saying and foreseeing things that may be coming our way but also just about need like uh the need for taking care of um people and this kind of situation and, and not just focusing on like the economy but you know just um making sure that everyone has what they need to be healthy and safe um, so that there's a, a shift in thinking on how we deal with healthcare. that it shouldn't be tied to, you know, um, jobs. And, you know, even if it is, like if that falls through having some sort of support system, you know, someone has to, you know, think this through and just make sure that, you know, people have access to health care when they need it. That's the most important. Thing. And
1: I think one of the... Uh, uh, n- what they also should take into consideration, and I know nobody wants to do it because economically it it can be devastating to the airlines, but they really need to ground these planes. Mm. Because as long as you have people moving from one state to the next, then you're just Mm -hmm prolonging the inevitable
0: yeah yeah i think it's so i think in china like they're seeing success because you know they had that just you know complete and utter uh shutdown and i think it's hard for um americans to lose that kind of control but i think that's those are like the kind of drastic measures that need to be taken and i'm just you know it's i think it's harder um here for people to accept those kinds of things like you were saying just that you know the attitude of you know people just not wanting to give up their freedoms i I think it's unfortunate but it seems to be working that if you know you have the complete lockdown just you know and it it's just going to be prolonged if you know we have all these measures. But I do agree that it, you know, it just has to be like. Unfortunately, you can't go anywhere. You can't travel. It just has to be stopped. I think that's. It seems to be right now the only thing that's showing results and it's effective.
1: Yeah, because as long as you're moving, as long as, I can leave here and go to New York, and then whatever I get New York, I bring back here is just going to keep prolonging it and prolonging it and prolonging it because we're just moving it from one state to another.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Great. So I think that was all I wanted to ask of you and just wanted to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and- um, learning more about what's going on is there anything else that you wanted to tell us and everybody about you know how to stay health and safety just what you think about what's going on I would just like
1: everybody to stop thinking that this is just like seasonal flu this is just not like Mm -hmm. seasonal flu seasonal flu kills 0.1 the point makes a difference 0.1 percent people annually. This Mm -hmm. has killed 3.6 people. 3.6% in China alone. And Italy just surpassed those numbers. Wow. This is not the seasonal flu. Get that out of your mind. It's not true. I really wish they would stop airing him on, on national television because mm-hmm. the amount of confusion that he raises with every one of those speeches is just dangerous it's dangerous mm-hmm. at this point
0: absolutely i think um yeah, the, the misinformation that's out there. And the thing is people do trust him and, um, you know, it's, it has to be taken seriously. Like you said, it's, uh, that 3.6% is a staggering number. Um, and I, I just feel like, yeah, people definitely need to take it seriously, stay home and, uh, you know, stay safe. So Thank you so, so much for all of your hard work that you do, Um, being out there. um, I can't say thank you enough. It's uh, very difficult and important work. So,
1: Well, thank thank you you so much much for having me. It was a
0: pleasure. Absolute pleasure speaking with you.